Greetings, fellow travelers. Welcome to another episode of the RPG Cave Rewind, where we highlight um, our favorite episodes of the RPG Cave. Of course, I am your host for tonight, the level 199 Dark Lord, Ryan Turford. Um, the level 199 Battle Alchemist, Garrett Bland, is actually away because I'm currently recording this on Cyber Monday. So Thanksgiving is kind of wrapping up in the States. And while, you know, we here in Canada kind of already have Thanksgiving, um, Garrett's actually visiting his family right now. So uh, he will actually be back for next week's show. We'll have a normal show uh, next week, but uh, I'm actually recording this kind of very late on uh, on Monday evening because um, we just couldn't really get the schedule together for this particular week. So um, I wanted to actually take the chance to highlight what I think is actually a pretty important episode um, that Garrett and I did um, about a year and a half ago, because this is, of course, level 46. So it's a much older episode of the RPG cave, you know, where we're Garrett, Garrett and I were getting your feet wet a little bit with the show still um, where, you know, we wanted to talk about and highlight um, the, our favorite female characters in role playing games. I feel like this is a topic that just doesn't get talked about enough. In, in things where we're not highlighting, you know, care like characters either of the female variety or just of other genders. And um, for those who have, of course, been listening to the Pants Podcast, if you're a patron, you could probably understand why th this type of episode is important for me to for us to, to talk about. Um, so I'm very proud of the way we actually handled this episode. Uh, we also mentioned on the episode as well that we had just had so many great female characters to highlight that, you know, maybe we actually revisit this topic in the future and we just haven't had a chance to do that this year. Um, but maybe next year, I think is when maybe we kind of revisit this topic a little bit, um, where maybe we highlight, you know, uh, more of our favorite female characters, or maybe we highlight, you know, other characters of other genders or, you know, other, other ethnicities and things like that. Like, I feel like there is a pretty open space for this type of thing. Um, and I do think it's great to to highlight this type of thing on a podcast and, and kind of shine the spotlight to all of the, these really incredible characters that we've gotten to know throughout our RPG journey. So you'll listen to probably how passionate we are about this episode because we both really enjoyed doing this episode. We I think we, we handled the, the, the topic pretty well. And I hope y'all enjoy listening to it. So sit back and relax, grab your popcorn and snacks, and enjoy the RPG Cave, level 46. fellow travelers welcome to the 46th level of the rpg cave i'm one of your hosts the level 99 human archmage ryan turf and i'm joined as always by the level 99 elf medic mr garrett bland garrett how are you doing this lovely lovely monday evening good sir i'm doing good man i don't have a drink on me i'm just chilling <laughs> oh jeez. This, this lovely monday night just Without a drink at all. We always so do I'm this. I'm gonna super... just be dehydrated the whole episode. Oh man, basically. please don't do that. I mean, it, it just means <laughs> we can't have a long conversation, Garrett, because otherwise I don't like to get you know too dried out. Otherwise, I'm gonna have to send the the exactly. Hydrobot over to your house so it can you know That's recharge true. you with uh, whatever whatever the Hydrobot does for hydration, anyways. But this is the RPG game where we talk about RPGs all the time, except for right now where we talk about the Hydrobot. So, folks at home, if you want to support the show, there's a number of ways to. Do that number one and support us if you're watching on the live stream right now right here on youtube.com slash carpool gaming hit that like button 
If you haven't subscribed already, make sure to hit that subscribe button as well. And then ding, 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 ring the dangle dangle, AKA the bell for some notifications in case you want to be informed on when our videos are, are coming out. That all helps the channel grow and get discovered over here on YouTube. It also just helps the algorithm. Likewise, we've got a pretty awesome topic today, Garrett, which is, you know, our favorite yes, we do. Uh, women in RPGs. So let us know in the comments below what some of your favorite women in RPGs are. We'd love to hear from you. And again, all that stuff helps the channel grow. Also, if you're listening on audio feeds, of course, make sure to hit that subscribe button, whether on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. I mean, don't just go to the webpage and then listen to us that way. You don't you don't want to do that. That's that sounds like a lot of work. Go there, hit that subscribe button. It'll show up on your podcast app and you're you're ready to rock and roll. Of course, you know, leave a little rating if you're on Spotify or leave an Apple Podcast review. All that stuff is really awesome. Next up, though, if you want the show on the audio side a little bit early, head over to Patreon, patreon.com slash carpool gaming is how you do that. Throw a little tip in the old tip jar and out comes content, um, including some exclusive shows, which we're going to have some uh, announcements for in a little bit. Also, Garrett, I don't know if you noticed this, but I'm wearing an RPG oh, Cave t-shirt. Look at that. Look at this cool merch. We got, we got a merch store. Our Carpool Gaming merch store is over. We have a link in the description of this video if you're watching it on YouTube or it's on it's in the show notes if you're listening on audio feeds. Um, and we've got shirts for all our shows, all the Carpool Gaming stuff in there as well as some exclusive designs as well. Some cool stuff with Bobby, our mascot, as well as our logo. But also, mm-hmm. again, an RPG Cave t-shirt. If you ever wanted to become a level 99 member of the show, get yourself an RPG Cave t-shirt because... They're pretty cool. I mean, this is actually Garrett, like no joke. It looks really good. This is probably my favorite shirt out of the bunch because it looks really cool in person. But (laughs) there you go. (laughs) Anyways, Garrett, with all that out of the way, with all the the things and stuff out of the way, let's read from the sacred text. God, I'm just falling apart right now. So again, as I alluded to, our topic this week, our favorite women in role playing games. And this topic mm-hmm. was inspired by a, by a comment actually that wasn't even about this show. It was actually on um, our channel, but it kind of stemmed from this because we got a, a comment asking us to talk more about, you know, female characters in games when we're talking about games, whenever that's a review or um, on the podcast and stuff like that. And that message actually really resonated with me a lot because um, I was telling Garrett right before we kind of started this call today, like, I'm actually really drawn to female characters in any medium, whether it's games or Mm -hmm. movies in particular, like it all kind of goes back to, you know, when I was a kid and watching movies and a lot of my favorite movies growing up had like really strong female protagonists, you know, stuff like aliens, Terminator, like Sarah Connor and, um, uh, Ellen Ripley for me personally, were just like amazing role models for me personally, even though again, I'm, we're mm-hmm. not, we're not necessarily the same gender, but they really resonated with me as characters. Um, and I love to see that in games. Like I'm really drawn to a, a good game with a great female protagonist. So that's why yeah. I wanted to do this show today and kind of the inspiration for doing this episode. And honestly, like this is an episode that's had to happen sooner or later. Cause I mean, we'll probably do like our favorite characters in certain franchises and stuff like that at some point, but I feel like just doing mm-hmm. a broad, you know, topic like this to kind of start, start that kind of transition, I think is an awesome move. And I'm excited to talk about, you know, our lists and our favorite female characters yeah, me too. with each other here. Cause I know that's something we both, you know, feel pretty strongly about. So 
there you go. That's the topic of this week. And also, huge thank you to the community, Garrett, because we asked people what their favorite female characters in RPGs were, and holy crap, people wanted to tell us. There was a lot of feedback. There was a lot of feedback, and we're going to get to those later in the show. So huge thank you to everyone who wrote in and is what was part of the show as well. All right, Garrett, now that I've, you know, Mm -hmm. hogged the whole show for the last, you know, eight minutes, I should probably (laughs) let you kind of talk. So start us off. I want you to start us off. What, what, uh... What it, give me one of your favorite female characters in 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 games? I mean, we don't. I mean, I came with a list of ten, and then I have a bunch of, that I can came talk with about. A list of ten. Often. That's good. Um, but I mean, for the most part, we're gonna just make it free form. It, it, we, we, I'm not gonna put numbers around this or anything like that. So start us off. Cool. What's your, that sounds good. What's the first one you want to talk about? Well, I mean, like before I introduce all the female characters, let me tell you, it was very hard to like even choose like what are the top female characters or whatever because there were just so many that just pop up in the top of my head it's like oh yeah i remember that uh character from this game and that game and there was at least like 10 in my head that's just circling around so i had to really boil it down to like okay what are the select few that i really enjoyed um there's a lot of great female characters out there in rpgs a lot of dynamic characters a lot of great personality and i'm glad that, that there's some good representation here hopefully we'll highlight some great characters in here so mm-hmm. my first character and i think this would probably be in your list yeah um, i imagine we probably have a little see. bit of crossover at least with this yes so i'm gonna start with chrono trigger of course with um it's and actually i had to look this out it's pronounced maru okay but it's actually spelled m-a-r-l-e it mm-hmm. is the Oh, actually, it's the well. It's the first female character you get introduced in the game. Yeah, because you right? go to because you go to Luca's yeah. house first, but she's not there, so you don't meet her technically until afterwards. Yes, and so kind of like I don't want to spoil throughout the game if someone wants to get into the story, but um, I'll, I will say, Garrett, yeah, just to interrupt you for one yeah, second, yeah. we're gonna throw out there there will be some mild spoilers about stuff because it's gonna be very impossible spoilers. to talk about some characters without spoiling some mild stuff. We're not going to talk about like major plot points or stuff like that, but just, just be aware you might get minor spoilers of some of the games we're going to talk about. Anyways, continue. Mm-hmm. So this is about Chrono Trigger. Um, I won't go over like big, huge story beats or reveals in this game. I just want to say this character kind of just like grows in self on her own. She doesn't fit the standard like female princess type of character. She is her own independent character that wants to be, you know, after her own goals and with um, the main character as well. I think she has a lot of attitude, a lot of personality. Reminds me a little bit of a a tomboy, but she just doesn't want to get like anything in her way. She just likes to be out there up in front. And I think that really spoke to me a lot when I was playing throughout the game. It's like she doesn't want to be kind of fit into this kind of role that the female is normally in these kind of, I don't know, like even medieval or kind of monarchy type of, of themes. But um, yeah, she, I, I feel like she was uh, really spoke out to me uh, throughout this game. And I actually used, um, she, she was a great magic and healing person. So I used her quite a bit uh, mm-hmm. throughout. And also um, there was another female, there's so many powerful female characters actually in Chrono Trigger. They did a good job yeah. of mixing that together. Um, but I think Maru was the one that, that really spoke out to me. Yeah, I mean, your really three cool major, your three party members, all three of the, the female characters that you obtain throughout the story, I think are actually yeah. all really strong characters. And actually the one that was mm-hmm. on my honorable mentions list, because I actually didn't have uh, Maru on my list, but I had Luca 
actually on my honorable mention Luca. list because she's like like a, an inventor and she's kind of quirky and I, yes. I just really like her personality. Um, and I, I think she's also like a great. She kind of is also just outside of the the, the norms of what you'd think of as a female character, or at least especially mm. when Chrono Trigger came out because that was again you know ninety four. We just didn't really get female characters that were like tinkers right. and inventors and engineers in that way. Um, so it was kind of cool to see, you know, playing it when when it first came out um, and kind of seeing that as kind of a refreshing take on, on a female character, especially again, like you, we especially don't see those types of characters even regardless of gender, even in your main party, a lot of times, like a lot of times you don't yeah. usually have like an inventor or like an engineer in your party in a lot of ways. So um, it was kind of cool to have Luca in your party. So she was definitely a standout for me from that game as well. But, but Mara's actually a re- good, really good choice for the thing, reasons you talked about and from some spoilery stuff that again, we won't get too into. Um, yeah. But again, she's definitely a, a, a tomboy. Um, she likes to do her own thing. And, and I, I really like her as a character as well. I think that's actually a really good pick. Karen. I'd, I definitely like her character design, guys. Just look up Maru, M-A-R-L-E, Chrono Trigger. Mm-hmm. And like the first like character design that pops up, she is just like ready to attack with her crossbow. She looks super fierce. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely different than than what you saw back then, you know, back in the early 90s, what kind of female characters and what their roles are in video games. This was a, a huge standout. And I really, yeah, it was really cool to see for sure. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. Well, my first one that I'm going to give a shout out to um, is one that I know there won't be crossover on, although there will be crossover with the series, I would imagine, because you're probably going to have it would be almost impossible get for, for you to do this list without a Persona character. I'm imagining you're probably going to mm-hmm. have one later. And my Persona character sure. that I want to highlight, because I kind of wanted to do this where like I didn't want to have too many from one franchise on this list. Um, yeah. So the one a female character from the Persona series that I really wanted to shout out, she's actually probably my favorite character across the entire Persona series. And that's, I guess, wow. from Persona 3. She's an android. Oh, so she's okay. not a normal human being. Um, you nice. got to get her in like the, a third or to like a halfway point in the game. So she's not a character that you really have from the beginning or anything like that. She's not even really introduced to you until like a certain like cutscene happens, which is actually like a really you know, beautiful cut cutscene on this, on this beach, which is actually uh, really awesome. But what really, what I really loved about, I guess, was her entire character arc from, you know, the start of the game to the end of the game, because mm-hmm. um, she almost reminded me of like Arnold Schwarzenegger's character, the T-800 in Terminator 2, where she starts off as, as like a very cold character because she's an android, mm-hmm. but she's an AI, she's got an AI and she's essentially learning, you know, how to feel, throughout the entire experience. And I love kind of like mm-hmm. that character arch that she goes on. And then um, it fle- they flesh out her character so much more in the FES version of Persona 3, um, because there's a separate side story that happens at the end of the game called The Answer. And she's the main protagonist in that story. And it mm-hmm. really, again, like fleshes out her character so much more. Now, especially when she takes kind of the place of, the main character that she, but she's not like a silent protagonist during those sequences or anything. Like mm-hmm. she's very involved in the story, which again, very different from persona protagonists that, you know, in a lot of the games. Cause for example, like Joker, for example, he might say like, I don't think, I don't think he says more than 10 words in that game, 
versus the other Very characters. Like, he just he just kind of like nods at the other characters. Whereas I guess is just so outspoken. Um, I love that also she she has kind of like a goofy nature to her as well. Um, and I love the way that she kind of interacts with the other characters and um, the way again they 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 tell her her story throughout that entire experience. So I guess for mm-hmm. me, definitely probably my favorite Persona character of all time, which doesn't come lightly because Persona has amazing characters throughout all the games. Um, but there's something about sure. Argus that I just, I really love her as a character and I had to pick her first, especially for my Persona character, for sure. So there you go. Again, nice. I know you haven't played Persona 3, Garrett, so you probably can't relate to any of this. I gotta, I gotta do it, man. Like, I know it's, I know it's on Vita or the the FES version, right? Is on Vita. Well, it's on, no, so it's the the portable version that's on Vita. See, which is I from get the confused PSP. every time. Oh my but the, and that version's like that version's okay. Like I like the the story things they did in person in the portable version, but the FES version has all the cutscenes and it's an open world oh, game as opposed okay. to it basically being like a point and click adventure visual novel game. Essentially, is what the uh, what the PSP version it kind of is. So, oh, which is why like okay. what we're hoping if they ever port the game is if they do kind of a fusion of the two where it has like the gameplay and the cutscenes from FES, but then gives you like the separate story that they had in the portable version so there you go that would be great you know, let's see if atlas ever announces another persona <laughs> game ever let's um, see if they ever announce anything as part of the persona anniversary besides concerts garrett <laughs> at this point oh i'm sure we're gonna get in a limited edition mouthwash next month i can't wait <laughs> i mean the next All announcement's right. next month you're not wrong so <laughs> mouthwash is probably <laughs> probably accurate but garrett what's what's your next character my friend all right, I'm going to go along through the Persona train here. I actually picked one female character off of this as well. Um, I, you know, I, I was trying to think who had like kind of not the strongest personality, but like the one that kind of had the most struggle and most like dynamic throughout. And I think all every single female character in the Persona series, I think they do a pretty good job of fleshing out their story arcs. Mm-hmm. Um pretty well um and i think this one kind of hit me most and how much she had to overcome in persona 5 and i think this is probably your favorite female character as well and i think haru um yeah from persona 5 yeah so what she had to go through is a lot of uh struggle against uh her father and like her father was kind of like corrupted with with the company and whatnot and she had to overcome that with the squad and then also she was kind of like uh, confined into an arranged marriage um, that would mostly benefit her father's company and her business in Japan. And that's kind of, you know, kind of traditional in, in Japanese and in general culture itself. Um, but it was cool to see how, you know, recognize what the corruption was and how much she has to overcome and how much her character has grown um, ever since, like, she started being with the Phantom Thieves. Um, I think the end of that story arc is, is fantastic. Um, and then, okay. Mild spoiler alert. I mean, like guys, you beat the game, like you beat <laughs> persona five, like, you know, it's going to be like a happier ending after you beat everyone. Um, basically in persona five strikers, she is like the head of, um, her father's company. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she takes on the roles at the same time being a college student at the same time being all these different roles and trying to learn. And then she's just on a college trip with her friends, um, overcoming more struggles. So she is out there, um, being super successful, being, um, like a role that 
especially in like Japan culture, you wouldn't necessarily see, especially in that that kind of like dynamic in that relationship. Um, so it's it's a uh, I'm I applaud Haru, and I'm glad that the creators cre- uh, created a character like Haru to overcome this type of struggle. Um, so yeah, that's that's one of my favorite female characters uh, for Persona Five is Haru. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you again. Like I, as soon as I started. It was funny because I was definitely like when I was thinking about characters that I wanted to to ha- ultimately be like, you know, Joker's romance throughout the game. Um, I, I really went, let, like went through wanted to go through each character side story first before kind of like mm-hmm. committing to en- any one person. It was really like Haru's side, like uh, confidant story that really won me over to, to, to yeah. wanting her to be that character. Cause I, cause as you talked about, she's such a strong character and has had to go through so much and not to say again, the other mm-hmm. characters haven't, cause certainly again, just learning on story in particular as well was, was also a little bit heartbreaking as well. So, but, but Haru in particular, I, I really liked her character a lot and uh, to all the mm-hmm. points that you, you mentioned and kind of the other character that I really love um, uh, from Persona 5 was also Futaba, as well um, with Futaba, all the stuff yeah. that she had to go through as a child um, and then kind mm-hmm. of, you know, learning to just come out of her shell and kind of all the things that go into that. I, I really resonated with that character in particular because I'm kind of that way a lot of times because uh, I'm I'm very introverted. So um, I, definitely Futaba is another character that I really kind of resonated with. But Haro definitely, mm-hmm. I'm glad that you picked her as well, Garrett, for this list because I think, I think that she's definitely like, of the female characters in that game, I think she's definitely one of the strongest, if not the strongest character. Yeah. So yeah, a huge um, standout for sure. Yeah. All right. My next one is one that people can already see coming because they, they clicked on this video. If they're watching on YouTube and they saw the banner, you know, one of the, one of the, the characters I'm going to talk about now is from that banner. And speaking of someone who had, had to go through some stuff and definitely had some uh, loss to deal with velvet crow from tales of Brazaria is a character that knows, hmm. you, you know, loss and suffering essentially and basically that whole game is essentially designed around her trying to get revenge for the death of her brother she goes through this really traumatic Mm -hmm. event where essentially her like uh almost like her father figure basically murders her like almost like adopted brother um in like a Mm -hmm. really cruel way um and then she basically gets locked up in prison after that happens um because basically she now has a giant mutation on her arm um which is why she has a giant arm in all the pictures spoiler alert i guess for tales of brazaria um but that's like the first couple (laughs) hours in the game you kind of learn that but um i just loved again like her her conviction her drive throughout the entire experience really drove me as the player to want to see the end of the story and kind of see how this turned out um and, Mm -hmm. and like how bent she is on doing whatever it is that she needs to do to get her revenge is just something that we just don't see in games very often, especially because it's not very often in games. You really play as someone because she's not really like a bad person or anything like that, but she's like an anti-hero closer to someone like in the Marvel universe, yeah. like someone like Venom in a lot of ways where she's not necessarily a bad guy, but she will do whatever it takes. Even if sometimes it means making the wrong choice in order to get mm-hmm. in order to achieve her goal. And I really love that about her character. Um, again, it really drew me into that story in a way I wasn't expecting to really resonate with it, um, especially as it was a prequel to Tales of Zestaria, um, which is just one of those games where I didn't really vibe with any of the characters in that game. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think they were written poorly or anything like that, but I just don't think mm-hmm. 
they were incredibly interesting whereas the characters in Brazaria in particular and we've actually got a shout out for for one of these characters a little bit later on um but i think in particular velvet was just a standout even among a stout standout you know cast of characters you had in your main party in that game and i really felt like again velvet's character really made that game for me in a lot of ways so mm-hmm. velvet crow definitely up there with one of my favorite female characters of all time and and really just again made tales of brazaria a standout game in an already great rpg series for me personally nice nice i i played a quite a bit of tales of brazaria i need to go back and, and finish it up but i i completely agree with you about velvet crow's character it's it's literally the guys it's like the first few hours like mm-hmm. two to three hours stuff goes down and she is on a revenge streak ready to go and yes as you said it's the anti-hero like she will go through any lengths to get like her revenge and Mm -hmm. it's it's kind of interesting to see um how how everything kind of falls falls apart in there yeah and uh, there's also some crazy stuff that happens along the way too which again i don't want to spoil for anyone who ever wants to go back and play tales of brazaria that again just make that just make that entire journey just so much more interesting as well um versus a lot Mm -hmm. of rpgs that are out there and again a lot of that's just worked into Velvet's character, which I just love to see. So there you go. So next up, Garrett, what's your what's the next character you'd love to give a shout out to? All right. Sounds good. Let's keep on the anti villain or should I say villain Ooh. street? Because this next one, I think it's going to be a surprise. I don't think a lot of people would would mention this character, but I I thought it was a standout from the Pokemon crowd. And that is Lusamine from Pokemon Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. She is the main villain um, of the story, and she is the president of the Aether Foundation um, in the game. And the reason why I chose her is because I don't really see that much um, female antagonists um, Mm -hmm. in video games, like, at all. Um, I I think of Shovel Knight is another one that's pretty big female antagonist, but... Other than that, I can't. I don't have any games on top of my. I was going to say you probably haven't played enough of the Tales games, Garrett, because there's actually a lot of that too. female protect female uh, villains in that series in particular. Uh, okay, sounds good. But Lucimine was a, a pretty interesting one, where like I think it, it it wasn't like out of like bad intentions or anything. She wanted to help Pokemon, but at the same time, she was very obsessed with these certain um, kinds of Pokemon called Ultra Beasts. And like she had a little bit of like curiosity and revenge from her her dead husband. Um, and so she is investigating and then slowly as you go throughout the game, you finally re- realize she is actually kind of corrupted by the Ultra Beasts. And it's kind of interesting to see how that character unfolds. You don't normally see that in like, you know, a game that's actually intended for like a younger audience. Um, it's actually kind of see a like, kind of the psychology behind good intentions, but like bad, like results or bad ending uh, to a certain character. And I think they did a pretty good job with Lusamine, to be honest with you. Um, And you had a battler at the end and save her kind of like from the Ultra Beast story arc. And I don't know. It was, I I thought it was a good standout for the Pokemon crowd. Um, And I, so yeah, I just want to shout out Lusamine from Pokemon Sun and Moon 
Ryan, do you remember this character at all? I honestly have never finished Sun and Moon, so I actually oh, don't. I actually don't. I thought you character. said you played it, so I played. Okay, I played good. it, but I never finished it. So, and I just okay. I don't remember anything about the story because I I played it when it came out. I got pretty far in it, but I never finished it. But it's just been like it's been mm-hmm. so long since I played Sun and Moon. I just kind of blanked out any of this <laughs> no no that, that makes sense so but yeah she is the main villain of uh the pokemon uh, of the sun and moon well it's so. actually I'm, I'm actually glad there you picked go. a pokemon character though because it's just one of those mm-hmm. things too where she must really stand out to you then as a, as a character garrett because i personally when i play the pokemon games like i don't ever feel invested in any of the characters you know male Me or neither. female um and and she must again really must have stood out to you in particular yes if we're talking about her in kind of like the the, like our favorite kind of female characters in rpgs so yeah i had a lot of shocking character development behind her compared to what you you see in most other pokemon games and it's just like oh yeah that's a villain that you know they put a lot of background in a lot of dynamic and fit well with the story um i really enjoyed sun and moon's story um most than any other surrounding Pokemon games, probably ever since like even like Pearl and Diamond, even before then. So nice. Um, so yeah, that nice. is Lusamine from Pokemon Sun and Moon. Sweet. Well, my next one's gonna be a little weird, but stick with me, Garrett. So my next one, you're probably familiar with because you played the Disgaea games before. Etna from Disgaea is one of my favorite female characters mm-hmm. of all time. And it's because I just love how quirky and funny that she funny she is. She doesn't take crap from anyone. She has her own pretty right. legion that she bosses around. She's totally a jerk to everyone. And she's like, she's like the total epitome of what you'd expect a, a female demon to be if you were to ever meet one in real life. Um, but she's like super sassy. And I just love like her style of humor and just the, the way that she, you know, manipulates the Laharl, uh, the main character from Disgaea 1 to kind of like, she almost like bends him to her will in a lot of ways by like kind of tricking him to kind of help helping her out. But then she's actually like secretly, you know, spoiler, minor spoiler alert for Disgaea one. She's actually an assassin, you know, sent to kill Laharl essentially. So she's like kind of tricking him into going into battle to kind of like reclaim the underworld that, that essentially he lost during his slumber, but she's secretly doing this so she can find an opportunity to basically stab him in the back, essentially. Um, so I just love Etna's character across all the Disgaea games. Uh, again, I love her quirky nature. I love how goofy she is. Um, and I love the fact that she just does not take crap from anyone. So Etna's a character that I just really loved and was also refreshing to see because um, a game like Disgaea is also like, one of those games where it's like you just don't really ever take it too seriously because it's a very, you know, goofy experience. But um, some of the characters are actually like really likable in that game um, or just memorable for, for different reasons. And Etna in particular is just like a character that I, uh, when I think of this guy, I always think of Etna um, when I'm thinking about that game in particular. So I definitely had to pick Etna for this list. And also, I just love to see kind of like, you know, comedic characters on a list like this, too, because like we don't mm-hmm. really get a lot of, you know, comedy in video games. And a lot of times if we do it, just, you know never six the landing but i really feel like some of the the comedy in this guy in particular and a lot of it kind of revolves around etna's character um you love mm-hmm. I, I love to see that kind of thing in games so and it's definitely rare for games to see something like that so etna is my next pick from this from the disguise nice. series i think she's she's really awesome so there you go well i'll definitely just jump on the the comedic like craze streak as well. Um, I actually haven't met Edna before. Uh, maybe I have in Disgaea 5. I, I'm just not sure yet. Um, but I, 
it instantly thought of me of this female character from the Borderlands series, which okay, it's a shooter, but it's it's a role playing game. You yeah, got you got skill trees, you got classes, um, and you know she just got a recent game that's all about her, centered around her, and that's Tiny Tina. Oh my goodness, she is such a cool character. She is um, very comedic, very wacky, very crazy. Um, and they really explored it, especially in Borderlands 2, kind of like the history behind her craziness and like why she wants to, you know, she she's really good. She's really effective at like doing harm against like bandits and stuff like that with like bombs. And like she always puts it with a smile on her face and like the quest line that, that you do with her. It's, it's kind of interesting because she's also on a revenge path, too, with her past. And then like you kind of explore more of like her kind of kind of her suffering and inside more in the dlc of borderlands too so um even though like service wise she is this goofy wacky super funny super almost like kind of to the point of insanity but that's not because of like her personality or anything it's just because she's been through a lot as well and she's been through a lot of emotion um and so yeah she really speaks to me as a character as um real like going through a lot but also being a very like outgoing personality uh throughout the borderland series i still haven't picked up tiny tina i wish um mm. I'll, I'll definitely will pick it up later this yeah. year and it'll go on sale at some point oh yeah for sure um but yeah guys if um go through i i mean i always recommend borderlands 2 <laughs> over all the other games so um tiny tina definitely speaks out to me in that game yeah well uh, you've sure. even got that the, the the dlc is now just its own separate game because of how you know successful yep. that dlc was and a lot of it just plays into tiny tina's character like one of the things i love it about is. the new game tiny tina's wonderlands because it's a game that's fresh on my mind because i just played it recently and i really love that game is like you'll be going through the game and then she'll be like telling the story about you know where your where your character is going next essentially but then she'll like change the story halfway through and be like, well, actually, no, yeah. there was just a big battle going on in the middle of the field that you're in. And actually there's giant cannons, like the size of buildings there. And she just goes off on these like really goofy tangents with <laughs> a lot of the other characters that she's with. And yeah, she's like a really funny character, but there's also like moments in tiny Tina as well, where I thought that she was also really endearing as well. Cause you learn more about, you know, tiny Tina's past in that game. Um, and, mm -hmm. and, and sometimes it actually gets a little bit emotional as well. Um, it so definitely I actually does. like, I, I like her as a character as well, Garrett. I'm glad that you brought her up because I wasn't even really, but I was coming up with my list of characters. I didn't even think of Borderlands in particular. Um, but I think mm -hmm. that, I think that's a good character pick Garrett, Tiny Tina. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, the last of my comedic characters that I wanted to throw in here, but, um, and she's actually a character that's kind of similar to Edna. So I'm not going to, you know, stay with her too long. Um, it's from a mm -hmm. little old game that Garrett's never played before. Cause I know he's never played this series before. And that's from the lunar series. Uh, Jessica from lunar silver star story. Basically she is the daughter, the, the daughter of one of the four, you know, major heroes that essentially like had saved the world a long time ago, but her dad was like, the barbarian of the party. So she's like a really like physically strong character, but he, her, her dad didn't want her to essentially end up like him and be a warrior. So he basically sent her off to become like a, a, a priest essentially, or become a cleric essentially. So she kind of serves as your healer throughout the game, but she's more than that. She's a, a physical attacker 
that can also heal your party as well because she has like these metal gauntlets that she wears or claws and she'll like attack the enemies with claws which is really cool but what i like about her character is she's really comedic throughout the whole journey but she's also like super sassy like kato levels of sassy in a lot of ways to to kind of draw a comparison within our own community like I really love Jessica as, as a character and she's got this, you know, on again, off again relationship with one of the characters in your, in your party named Kyle. And they're, they're like bickering and arguing all the time, but um, she's like a really like mentally strong character, but also she goes on this great arc for her character throughout the game where, where again, there's a lot of touching moments with her as well. Um, and, and kind of touching moments, both between her and Kyle's relationship, but also just her relationship with the other characters in the game. So like, she's definitely like one of the standout characters from that game, which is again, like one of my all time favorite RPGs and, and kind of like one of the games that really got me into RPGs. And, uh, I, I couldn't really ask for a better kind of, you know, female, uh, introduction to this rpg series than, than jessica so again i won't touch it on too long because again i'm probably one of the only five people who listen to this <laughs> show who've actually ever played this game but of that game in particular again there's that's another game that's also really ha- has some great female characters as well uh, i really like mm-hmm. luna and mia as well like your two other party members um as well as some of the other like villains as well are also uh female as well like zenobia as well like i really like her character a lot so um yeah i i think lunar is actually a really good game if you want like really cool female characters especially in an old school game because again that game came out in you know 93 on the sega cd so very old experience Mm -hmm. but had to include jessica on my list even though again garrett has literally nothing to say about this sounds good man i'm I'm sure she's an awesome character in that game good response my friend (laughs) eventually play it you know i love how uh, every time we have a conversation it's just like i'm just building your backlog i'm just adding 10 more games to it i'm just i've got the shovel it's gonna be on my (laughs) retroid pocket six that's what's gonna happen basically good lord all right all right okay so my next like my last two characters really speak out to me the most um in terms of uh, just like characters in general i think um versus is from the witcher 3 um and i think um there's a lot of strong female characters in in the franchise and especially (laughs) in the game and of course there's three main females that characters that you kind of like is reoccurring throughout every single game and that's tris yennefer and siri and i think witcher 3 really spoke out to me for siri um in general because even though you're Geralt and that's the main character and that's what you play uh, throughout the game and you, basically the story of Witcher 3 you're trying to catch up and to see where Siri went mm-hmm. uh, throughout the game and at the same time there's this dark elven clan called the Hunt uh, that's also trying to capture her because she has special powers other than being a Witcher um, but you slowly get to realize that the game is not about your character like much at all it's it's about her and her memories and her past and then like her journey throughout the game and so when you eventually meet up with her um it's not like a damn in distress like oh i'm coming to save you siri from your struggles or conflicts it's like no you are like kind of like a relatively like a father figure to her and like you gotta let her figure out her own decisions um throughout the game uh she is like an adult now or like uh, like young adult um in this game and there's many endings with siri and Geralt's line and i really enjoy 
that it's it's um you can be closer than ever before and like let her do her own thing or you try to be too controlling and then she becomes rebellious and like goes the other way or she becomes like the emperor or whatever at the end or <laughs> whatever happens um so i really enjoyed serious characters not just because um you know she's super powerful and main character or whatever but it's that's that's what the game is focused around is is her story her arc um what what is she ending up to be um she was incredibly powerful in in terms of like when you ever play her uh you play her in certain flashbacks in in witcher 3 as well um and that's why i really like the story of witcher 3 is series storyline um itself and the characters throughout the game um trying to help her in general so yep that's um, one of my favorite characters of all time. And also, especially in The Witcher 3, um, is Siri. Nice. Well, ultimately, I never actually, unfortunately, during my playtime of, of The Witcher 3, I never got to meet Siri because I got 40 hours into the game Aww. and they never, you never run into Siri. You're just chasing Siri. It's hard, man. But yeah, it's yeah. Just, I've, I never got there. So unfortunately, I just can't really relate. But I hear a lot of people actually say Siri all the time, even though um, we actually got mm-hmm. a couple Witcher responses that we'll get to but neither one yes. was for Siri. Um, but uh, I know, I know there's a character that, that people really love as well for the reasons you talked about Garrett. So I'm, I'm glad that you decided to include her, even though, again, I wish I had more to say, but it's just, you know, haven't really played enough of the Witcher to be able to talk about it. So there you go. Well, all right. my good. next character, and also again, uh, I have some, uh, some more characters as well, but I'm going to kind of limit it to two more as well. Um, cause we don't want the show to go all night. We got a lot of listener questions to talk about <laughs> as well. And I'll do like honorable mentions at the end and kind of we'll the honorable mentions well. for sure. Um, so my next one, I have to talk about this one because this is one that, you know, really affected high school Ryan a whole lot, which is, you know, when I played this game, which just, again, just, you know, reveals my age because I don't think Garrett was very old when this game came out, but that game was Final Fantasy VII and that character is on the thumbnail for this video and that's Tifa Lockhart. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah. in in Final Fantasy VII in particular, you have two really strong female characters in your party in the form of, of Aerith and, and Tifa, um, but I'm definitely more on the side of Tifa. I really just relate to her character a lot more. Um, I love kind of her backstory, which I will not spoil for anyone because they didn't actually do it yet in remake part one. It'll, it will be in remake part two where they, they talk about more about kind of cloud's backstory. And um, because, you know, cloud and Tifa were kind of like childhood friends who basically grew Mm -hmm. up in the same town together. They're kind of, kind of reveal that story, but I love like how her backstory like ties into cloud's backstory though. And like, all the, the stuff that she's had to go through um, over time and basically going from from basically being reduced to nothing to then kind of, you know, uh, building up the, this bar in the slums in in Midgar and then helping build this like, you know, a- a- anti like this a- environmentalist kind of terrorist group, essentially. Like, I think it's oh, like just a oh, really interesting character art where essentially they're trying to, you know, save the planet, essentially, is kind of like what what they're trying to do over an That's avalanche. True. Yeah. Um, but also um, she's a martial artist as well. Um, so she's like a, a physically strong character as well. Um, definitely one of my go to party members throughout that entire experience. And just again, I love her relationship with Cloud and kind of like all of the the things that she like she wants to tell cloud a bunch of stuff, but she knows that she can't. Um, and she has to kind of like mm-hmm. pull back a little bit and, and can't say everything that she wants to all the time and has, has a lot of struggles that kind of come along with it. And again, if you've 
for anyone who's out there who's played the full game, the original one, you, you kind of know some of the stuff I'm talking about, but um, I really mm-hmm. love Tifa as a character and she's definitely a character I related a lot to um, growing up in, in high school in particular, like even though I didn't, you know, see some of the stuff that she had to go through in particular, um, but like the, the way she interacts with people and stuff like that, it's something that, you know, I, I feel like I kind of approach, you know, personal situations a lot of, in a lot of the same ways that Tifa did in those games. So um, I, I really enjoyed playing through the game and kind of seeing like, her story throughout that entire experience and how her character changed from the beginning of the game towards the end. And uh, yeah, I think she's an integral part to final fantasy seven and definitely one of my all time favorite video game characters, let alone, you know, just female characters in particular. So Tifa Lockhart, I had to include her. I know other people talk, talked about it as well in the comments. We'll get to those in a little bit. Mm -hmm. I would be remiss if I didn't at least mention Tifa or even just a final fantasy seven character in general. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Right. Sounds good, man. Garrett, give me your last one. Who's who's the last? All right, my friend? last female character. I think, um, uh, yeah, it's it's actually from Xenoblade Chronicles One Definitive Edition. And again, there's a lot of strong female characters in in that game as well. But I want to spe- specifically point out one of my favorite ones that is in central role in the DLC as well, and that is Milia, um, who is one of the later party members you get uh, in the part in in kind of like your group together in in the first game, and she is uh, what you call of the high Intia race, which is like a separate race. Um, there are various factions and races in the game. Um, she, I guess, you can refer to them as like more of like a higher, like they think of them as a higher species. They're taller, they're stronger, they're more angelic. Um, they have a lot of magic power behind them. And Melia is like the princess um, in, in the kind of like the royal like monarchy or whatever. And uh, she goes through a ton um, throughout the story. And it feels like kind of like a side bit, um, especially in the first game. But they really close it up um, in this DLC. And what she had to go through is a lot of struggle, uh, depending on species and race, because she was actually born from um, her, her father's the king of the high Antia race and her mother is Hom, which is like the human equivalent um, in this game. And so there was a lot of power struggle versus other close family characters throughout the game, especially in the first Xenoblade Chronicles. And then um, the way how everything shook out at the end in the DLC she was trying to get all the high NTA race back together and her resolution um, in the end of the game really made me emotional. It's like, wow, she pulled it off. She um, really got people together in the end and now she is fit to rule. Like she didn't, her character so dynamic from the beginning. She was so shy, um, especially when it involves like being like the next in line uh, leading the high NTA race. And then how everything just comes out uh, at the end of the first game and into the DLC. It's interesting, uh, kind of like a kind of like a reborn or um, going through that major arc. So yeah, she really spoke to me as a character in the story throughout. Um, made me teary eyed at the end that she uh, got um, she she's basically fit to roll at the end, and she is definitely in Xenoblade Chronicles Three. You see her. <laughs> in a mask and i'm like okay i gotta play the second game now in torna country before i get into three because i definitely want to see how this uh the story shakes up in in three and i'm sure she's gonna 
play a pivotal role um, in that storyline as well. So, yeah, man, Milia, she was uh, super cool. Always had her in my party. She was uh, really good with the magic attacks. So nice. I mean, I that's to, one game I really party. need to get to. I've got I've got the collector's edition right over there on my shelf. Oh but man, I, I just haven't haven't opened it and played it yet. Uh, and, and I definitely like. <laughs> I'm in mean, okay. your boat. I was like, oh, you know, I could probably knock out you know both Xenoblade games over the summer. Because you know, Xenoblade's coming three is coming out in September, right? And then she moves up to July. I'm like, well, there goes that play. It's like, okay then. <laughs> so so maybe I'll just play Xenoblade one. Um, because I played Xenoblade two, but mm-hmm. I just don't. I think the the performance really kind of killed that game for me. But uh, Xenoblade oh, one did, yeah. runs a lot better. So I should play it at some point. It does definitely before sure. three comes out at least. But I'm glad that we included a character in there because yeah, I just haven't had a chance to play it yet. So, um, mm-hmm. but I know a lot of people really like the, the characters in Xenoblade. So I'm glad we can include one mm-hmm. here as well. Um, and then my last character to round things out. I mean, we talked about antiheroes early earlier, and in theory, I could have you know thrown that in with with kind of the our antihero talk. But it's a ga- another game Garrett, that came out while I was in high school. So again, this is a character that I really enjoyed, you know, high mm-hmm. school Ryan enjoyed at the time um, for completely different reasons than Tifa. And that character was Rose from Legend of Dragoon. It's a game that I know okay. a lot of people really like. It's kind of like a, a cult hit. Um, but basically, Rose is a person with a dark past who's maybe done some really, 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 really bad stuff. But she basically like after like just bumping into the main character Dart in the woods when he's like fleeing uh, this green dragon, they kind of like pair up together and she kind of like acts as the party's mentor throughout the entire experience because um, she has the ability to become a dragoon using this crystal that allows Mm -hmm. her to basically throw on this cool like armor um, based off a different dragon that exists in the world and her dragon that she's based off is the dark dragon which again kind of plays into her storyline that again, I'm not going to kind of spoil it here um, because I know, I think a lot of people are actually going to get to play that game for the first time pretty soon next month. Cause I think it will actually probably end up being one of the PlayStation plus premium tier oh, games. That'd be cool. Um, Cause mm-hmm. it, it is a first party Sony game. So I imagine it'll probably be there. So um, she's, I, I love like her redemption arc though, throughout the entire experience where she can't forgive herself for all the things that she's done in the past. And she's almost like tormented by her past in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. but um, throughout the experience, she kind of can learn. She kind of learns to kind of forgive herself and um, basically like live in the moment rather than living in the past, essentially. Um, and I, she's a character I really enjoyed, you know, getting to know throughout that entire experience and kind of like, I, I love the way that she interacts with the other characters in particular, like with Dart, the main character. Um, and also again, she's like mm-hmm. the mentor to did the rest of the party members. So um, I, I really like her character in particular. And, and it's definitely not very often too that like, when exploring RPG party dynamics, it's not very often that the veteran in the party is usually a woman. A lot of times it's usually mm-hmm. like a grizzly old man with a beard or a wizard of some kind. Um, so it was really refreshing and cool to see kind of like this, this anti-hero that's also the party's mentor, even though again, they're mm-hmm. not even, they're not necessarily doing evil things. Cause again, she's kind of on the road to redemption in a lot of ways. Um, but Rose in particular is a character that I thought was like super interesting and cool in that game. And again, like that some of the twists you find out with her later in the game are just really awesome. So Rose nice. is a great character in legend of Dragoon. I hope people actually end up getting a chance to play it pretty soon next month, uh, from the time we're recording this. Cause, uh, I think, th- I think it'll probably be in the PlayStation plus collection. If not, it's on your Vita. So go play it on your Vita. But. And it's on your retro pocket seven. Yes. <laughs> there is that too. 
<laughs> Garrett, just another game just on the pile. We're just doing this. Just shoveling games on. There. <laughs> exactly. There we go. But there you go. So uh, real quick before we go to the audience as well. Um, I think you went ran through all your characters, right, Garrett? Did you have anyone else? Yeah, I have some shout outs, but yeah, I went through all my female characters. I wanted to detail okay. out for yeah, sure. Yeah, because I figure we'll just quickly do honorable mentions because I the other couple characters that I had, I only had four more that I wanted to just quickly shout out. Uh, Yashtola okay. from Final Fantasy 14. She's one of your kind of the main party members of the Science of the I've Southern heard, Bond. Yes. And she kind of goes on a crazy arc throughout the entire like experience from kind of the base game to the, the final expansion I just really love her character as well. And she's also just very a very sassy character as well, which is a character trait that I seem to really like a lot with, with female characters. <laughs> um, then you've got Aya Brea from Parasite Eve. She's kind of like the, the main character in Parasite Eve. And she's a cop, essentially, who's basically thrown into this like impossibly dire situation where, you know, there's these crazy monsters in New York City and she basically has to, you know, find a solution to kind of fix things. Um, and again, I just love like how strong she is as a character. Um, and then I've mm-hmm. got uh kid from Chrono Cross. She's kind of the, the main female protagonist of Chrono Cross. Um, she talks with an Australian accent, <laughs> says a lot of Australian things, but um, she, even though she's not from Australia, cause you know, again, it's the <laughs> Chrono Cross world, but um, she's basically an orphan and, and you kind of like just learning her backstory is like super interesting and cool. Um, and that's what I liked mm-hmm. about her character. And then last but not least is a character from Shining Force 2, which just came to Nintendo Switch Online this this month. And that's Sarah. Um, she's one of your main party members who you actually start the game with. And she starts just as like this low level priest who barely does any damage and stuff like that. And isn't really like she she's like kind of like the party's healer for the most part, but she's kind of quiet for the first little bit of the game. But as the, the game goes along, she becomes like more of a verbose character and more you know, um, um, just she, she's more extroverted throughout the entire experience to the point where she cool. eventually trains to become like a martial arts master and stuff. So she's a really cool character as well. And uh, I, I love Sarah as well. I think she's a great character. So those are kind of my honorable mentions slash shout outs before we move on. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway. all right, well, go, ahead, go for it. No, no, go ahead. Okay, so shout outs uh, for me. And I, I can't believe we didn't have a female character from Fire Emblem um, in our top list. I purposely did that because of, of all the comments that we got. But oh, all the comments. There's so many of them. Well, yeah, we'll uh, for sure, Edelgard uh, from Fire Emblem Three Houses, I wanted to shout out. I did pick uh, that route, and she was really cool to like just be with and have a companion uh, throughout the entire game. Um, and seeing like her her character from yeah. beginning to end, depending on which route you choose, it, it can go yeah. in very different ways. Um, yeah. But she her personality is very strong. She is a very assertive. She is a leader, which you don't really see in a lot of other female characters. She is there um, leading her team and ready to be successful from day one. She is really go getter. And so that's what I really liked about Edelgard. Um, I also want to mention Brad from Transistor, um, who is the main character that lost her voice and trying to get her voice back. Um, Aurora from Child of Light in, in her um, story arc was really amazing. And, and she is central like of the whole game. So I didn't want to mention it. Just go play Child of Light. That's that's. I, I think we may have said it one or two times on the show. Character. Yeah. Yeah. Like just just go. Uh, guys, it's like 
a seven, eight hour game. It's like, literally on go, every platform, yeah. even the Wii U. <laughs> just go play it. It's the shortest RPG you'll ever play. So just go play it. Mm, um, I don't know about that. There's a lot of shorter. I don't RPGs know about the shortest. You, that, that's just, actually we should do an episode. Half, half minute hero RPGs. is definitely a uh, really short RPG, Garrett. But oh, anyways, Undertale. Oh yeah, okay. Undertale. Too. Anyways, um, and then Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn. I wanted to shout out as well. Um, she is really cool throughout um, the first game. I didn't play Forbidden West yet, but mm. she was really awesome in the first game. And then lastly, I want to mention a female character from Skyrim, Serana. She is actually in the DLC, uh, Dawn Guard, and she is one of the ancient bloods of and the daughter of the Vampire Lord. And she has some ulterior motives to go against her father, which I thought was pretty interesting. And so she might help you out um throughout the story arc depending on which choice you choose so there you go nice well let's get to some of our listener inquiries so folks at home if you would like to be part of the rpg cave and have your voice heard then there's a number of ways to that number one if you're watching on youtube right now if you leave your question in the comments below we'll read it on next week's show and we can answer it that way or if you join the carpool gaming discord which the links are in the show notes as well uh, we put out a basically a question post every single monday afternoon just asking for giving you the topic and asking for your questions there so you can write to us there or you can follow us on twitter at carpool gaming and we tweet out the same kind of question post every single monday afternoon and you can be part of the show that way just like nagachaka at nagachaka did on Twitter, and here comes the Tifa train, Garrett. First, Nakachaka says, Tifa <laughs> Lockhart all the way. She was my main in Final Fantasy VII Remake because if you remember in that game, you can switch to any of the party members at any time and you can kind of yes. make any of them the leader. So sounds like that's what Nagachaka did. And there's nothing more satisfying than using her ferocious attacks to stagger enemies without even breaking a sweat. And Goombala, Goombala I hope I pronounced that correctly, from Paper Mario is a close second. And also Marcus O'Neill on the Discord also reacted to our question post with a Tifa gif. So I'm just going to silently acknowledge that Marcus O'Neill also acknowledges Tifa Lockhart as well. But I've I've never played Paper Mario, so I don't actually know. Me neither. I need to play that one. It's on Nintendo Switch Online. Oh, it is. Yes, that is correct. It is on Nintendo Switch And I actually have a copy of Thousand Year Door up there somewhere. So there you go. Well, Next up, Mike at Blaze0923 asked something. First of all, I want to say a huge shout out to Mike because number one, he actually writes in almost every single show, regardless of it's yes, know, this show so much, man. or the Xbox drive. But he actually had like a really well thought out answer. And I, I really love this response. So I'm going to read this one from Mike. So Mike asked, says, I asked my daughter who recently pl- ha- played her first playthrough of Valkyria Chronicles 4, and she said Lena Shuin That's for being up. an amazing sniper, standing in for her brother Kai. She stands up for herself, and she is nice to her friends. For me personally, I'll give a shout out to Nina from Breath of Fire. If I had to narrow it down to a single Nina from the series, I'll go with Breath of Fire 3's Nina. It's a, it's great to see her go from a naive child to a resolved adult over the course of the adventure. So I'm so glad Mike actually, you know, asked his daughter about this. That's so cool. That's super cool to know. And, and yeah, I actually really like Lena's character in their career chronicles for, for the reasons that your, your daughter actually brought up Mike. Um, again, I think she's a, like, again, she's kind of just thrown into this war situation, just 
I mean, don't get me wrong. She's still like a trained soldier, but she's basically thrown in kind of like the middle of the battle because her, her brother mm-hmm. essentially is basically taken out of the battle. So I, I really liked her character in that game. And it's awesome to see kind of your, your daughter actually getting into a game like Valkyria Chronicles. Cause I know it's kind of a bit of a dorky game. Uh, and breath of fire is a series that I played some of them, but I haven't played all of them. Like I've only played breath of fire one. And so I only know Nina from that game. And, and she's kind of, as you, you describe her where she's kind of like, you know, she 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 kind of just is like more of a naive child and i never really mm-hmm. got to see her full character because i didn't play play any of the other games but uh i'm glad you brought up breath of fire because that's not one a series we get to talk about at all in the show no we don't mention that that much just because again like neither of us have really played those games but i know people like them mm-hmm. and that's it i mean that's a capcom rpg series believe it or not that we just it's never capcom really come needs back. to revive another rpg series there we go you know revive yeah. it exactly well next up donnie reese at eat the hype what yeah we i garrett after 46 shows we finally get donnie to interact with us for the show (laughs) when talking about female (laughs) characters so donnie at eat the hype on the discord didn't actually say his response in words he gave us three separate (laughs) gifts in response cool and the the gifts were from camilla and corin from fire emblem fates he likes both those characters and then on Mm -hmm. from persona 5 as well Oh, and it's cool. I think those mm-hmm. are really good shout outs as well. I think I think those are uh, some good picks. I actually really like Camilla a lot. She kind of plays like the big sister kind of route uh, throughout all of yes. these, regardless of which you, you pick, even the one where you guys are fighting each other. And she's like, yeah, she still treats you like a little sister um, if you play as female Corin, But uh, but she's just mm-hmm. going to murder you instead. <laughs> but I love like her very, like <laughs> playful personality and stuff like that. I think she's a cool character. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. um, definitely and, and definitely on as well. I think is a great character too. So on is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, yeah, I, I like on a lot. The, the first time you, you interact with her and like her struggles too. And let me tell you, persona does a really good job of like doing a story arc that overcomes like struggles and everything. And is especially in female characters too. Yeah, for sure. Especially with that whole arc in persona five, just being, mostly about on and just kind of what she's going through. I think it's yeah, really cool. That's true. So, well, next up Joe after work, the internet superstar himself has written nice. in and says Tara Branfield from final fantasy six has, and will forever be in my every fiber <laughs> of my being going forward. <laughs> that's a good answer too. And actually that's what I could have brought up earlier, but I just didn't want to, you know, overload my list with a lot of final fantasy characters um but it was also she was like the very first final fantasy character that was like the main protagonist for a game was Terra essentially mm. in fact like when you go play a game like Dissidia Final Fantasy which is kind of like the the final fantasy fighting game um and they're basically mm-hmm. pick out all the main characters and the main villains from each game um she was like she was the only female there besides just Shola, essentially, which is just wow. crazy to think about as like as long of a series as Final Fantasy is. She's really like one of the only main characters. Um, but she was actually a really memorable character from that game because she kind of introduced kind of the, the Esper system to your party, where uh, which we talked mm-hmm. about last week on the skills episode, actually, oddly enough. Um, and I think she's actually a pretty cool character as well. And kind of cool. I like learning her story. So. There you go. Again, just more games to add to Garrett's backlog. Final Fantasy VI. Of course. When the Pixel Remasters come out, Garrett, you actually should check that game out because it's actually really good. Um, But then 
Next up, the Muffin Mon, aka Kevin Ainsworth, who was here actually earlier in the chat at Project X Tech. Make sure to go check out their stuff out on YouTube as well. Kevin says, God, there are so many characters to choose from. Yukiko from Persona 4 Golden. I love Great Eleanor one. and Kisara from Tales of Berseria and Arise, as well as Edelgard from Fire Emblem Three Houses. So there you go. Kevin's actually on your side with Edelgard. Sweet. I think that these are all great examples of strong female characters who follow their own convictions. But I also like when female characters grow, take Bernadetta or Happy from Fire Emblem Three Houses. Each character starts off shy and reclusive due to their past drama, but they, they, what, what, sorry, they start reclusive due to the past drama that they believe is their fault and they grow over the course of the game. I apologize. I can't read folks. There you go. No, it's okay. I, I kind of like, again, what, what Kevin's kind of explaining here is I like kind of the idea of the character arc that he's kind of pointing out with some of those characters and how, yeah, how they grow for those games. Some great examples there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and Fire Emblem, I think, is actually a really good series for that too. Cause you, you, especially because mm-hmm. there many of them have time skips and you kind of like learn so many different things about the different characters as you go through. But, yeah. And all of them too. There's so many different character arcs. Like, of course, there's a lot of strong female characters in, in the Fire Emblem games. Yeah, and we're not even done with Fire Emblem characters yet, so stay tuned. <laughs> but next up, Brian stay Eck tuned. says, I just finished The Witcher 3 recently, and I'd have Yay. to say my favorite female character is Yennefer. He, he even did the, the dots, so he didn't, he didn't want to, he dot, wanted dot, to build dot, suspense Yennefer. a little bit, Garrett. So I'm sorry, not Yennefer is a great one. Yeah. Um, she is an excellent female character um, in Witcher 3. Um, she is like one of those, like, I don't need you, Geralt. I can just be on my merry way and just like live my own life. And like, don't, I don't need you at all. Um, which is, um, she has a very sassy, very independent personality, but she is very caring towards Siri as well and, mm-hmm. and thinks of her as a daughter as well. So, and there, there's a lot of interesting relationships happening going on between Geralt and Yennefer and Siri nice. throughout the game. I love well- it. So oddly enough, replying to Brian Eck was once again, Naga Chaka, who voiced his displeasure with this comment and, and said Triss instead. So there you go. Oh, with, someone's with team a Triss. Grumpy, grumpy Triss kind of uh, gift <laughs> and then hashtag team Triss, essentially. So really? Yeah. So I'm not so, going to get into the whole character arc. There's some messy stuff when you vote team Triss or team Yennefer. I so just I'm like it how between that. you, Nagichaka and Brian Eck, Garrett, we've now covered it's, all three of three the Witcher three characters. female yeah. characters. It's pretty cool. Not all of them, but yes, the, the strongest, well, the, the three major, the major, ones. most important. Yes. Yeah. Well, next up, uh, Kaboski on the discord says Lucina from fire emblem awakening is their favorite character. I mean, Lucina, Definitely. I think is like a character. I love that's, Lucina. The character that's seen some stuff. Um, but also I like, oh, again, yeah. like how you get in, introduced to her at the beginning of the game and then kind of how she plays into kind of the, the last half of the game, I think is really cool. So I it love her very, very cool too, but yes. All right. Next up. I hope I can pronounce this name correctly. This is, I know for a fact that this name is a final fantasy 14 character name. So let's see if I can <laughs> pronounce this correctly. Uh, this is uh Jenison, uh, Rael in brackets, Nick at Jenison huh. VT. I'm guessing that that's either a Mokote or a Vieira name. If I'm not mistaken. Anyways, hmm. though, uh, their question is, I, I, I mean, any choices are, I mean, any other choices are wrong. It's all about 
Aya from Parasite Eve. A close second is my own character from Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> that's so. I mean, even even uh, the funny thing is because I play Final Fantasy XIV, I already knew that this name was a Final Fantasy XIV name, but even that just kind of further cements it as, the, I mean, the Warrior Light's great <laughs> in Final Fantasy XIV, but the Warrior Light doesn't say anything except for the things that you put mm-hmm. in the input box. So I don't, I don't know how powerful the character she is, um, and, and except for the fact that she's very overpowered in the game itself. But beyond that, as far as the character dynamics are concerned, I don't know if I, well, actually, actually I probably agree with it at least a little bit, but um, yeah, I, again, I, I think it's a great choice. Again, Parasite Eve is just an amazing game that I just wish with, it comes to modern consoles at some point. Cause I think she's a great character and that game's awesome. So there you go. PlayStation plus man. Heck yeah. All right, next up, Buck at Bucklepuff on Twitter says, for me, it's Nia from Xenoblade Chronicles 2. She's down to earth, sassy and hilarious with some fantastic lines. I particularly love after losing a battle when she says in the great Welsh accent, I'll bash you up proper next time, I swear. Actually, I actually remember that from my time actually playing like Chronicles. I think I remember this too. Yeah. Hold on, let me see if I'm thinking of the same. Yeah, yeah. It's everyone's favorite female character in Xenoblade Chronicles 2, Nia. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, she was super cool. Um, I I completely agree with you, Buck. Yeah, she is very cool. I I wish I played more in Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Um, I will go back to that for sure before 3. I mean, that's a pretty bold statement because that that game's coming out in two months, Garrett. No, it's not two months. Come on, man. It's three months. Like July it's, is it's a little less away. than three months. That whatever. Man. Yeah, it's the end of July though. <sighs> okay, I'll get. There. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. It's I'll, two. I'll, it's more, too late, more like two I'll and a half. Probably, I'll probably finish SMT five by July and then just go <laughs> straight to three. <laughs> Good lord, that's probably what's gonna happen. I'm, I'm never getting Garrett to play Golden Sun ever at this point. All right, moving on before I get all sad here. We got a bit of a train going in with our final three responses and they all kind of link together. We're going to start with Ryan Craig at the Mathman man one zero two four on Twitter, who says Rida from final fantasy four is one of my favorites. I love her combination of black and summoner magic. Veronica from dragon quest 11 won me over with her starkiness and strong offensive magic as well. Jade is another great one from that game. She was such a powerhouse. Unfortunately, I just, didn't play really play enough of you know dragon quest 11 to be able to comment but we're mm-hmm. gonna set, give you a bit of a theme before i let you jump in with this one garrett because miss chop at miss chop on twitter says every game in brackets most recently elden ring that lets me create a female character i create one with green hair and name her rida also indicating okay. that rida from final fantasy 4 is their favorite character and then la- last comment comes to us from rida's revenge at Rida's Revenge huh. on Twitter, who says, I actually created a female elementalist on Guild Wars 1 with Rida's green hair, and on Dragon Age Origins, I installed a mod to make green hair for my female mage character. Because Rida's Revenge, I don't know if you've checked out the, this person on Twitter, um, they actually are a, a Rida cosplayer, and they actually speed run Final Fantasy IV dressed as Rida. Like that's oh that's goodness. something they do. So it's just like I love this. Like we got a big train for Rida. Rida is actually a great character from Final Fantasy IV, by the way. She's one of the two kind of like major characters that you have kind of at the beginning of the game. Um, and she mm. basically has the ability to summon like all the these gods, essentially. Like that's kind of like 
her contribution to the party uh, as uh, Ryan Craig kind of alluded to. Um, but yeah, it's just, I thought it was funny just kind of having this giant ride a train kind of going. Cause I think she's actually a really cool character. I'm glad people brought it up. Yeah. I've never heard of this character. I'm sorry. And wow. I can't believe there's such a following behind this character to the point of speed running um, and cosplaying as her. That's super neat to yeah, see for sure. But yeah, it, it definitely, it's not very often we get, actually get speedrunners ready into the show, Garrett, but, uh, but you'd love to see it, that's for sure. But anyways, I think that's going to round it up. I think, I think we had a pretty good list of characters here. I think we had a pretty good It was a pretty good list of characters. <laughs> we had a great amount of recommendations and um, choices from the audience too. I, this was a very, um, very good episode um, representing all the female characters out there. In RPGs. And the crazy thing um, is we just barely scratched the surface with this topic. Like there, there are so barely many more you can pick yeah. from, uh, which is just cool to see for, for the genre. And I'm sure mm-hmm. we're going to get many more before the year's out. But before we go, Garrett, Garrett plugs go. You can follow me at Twitter at Bland Explosion. You can also find me on the Nintendo Shack, part of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network, which we release on um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, Pocket Cast, whatever you get your podcasts in. And we're also on live every Thursday nights over at twitch.tv slash PSVG. Very nice, my friend. Uh, so you can find me on Twitter at Ryan Turford. You can find us on Twitter at Carpool Gaming on YouTube at youtube.com slash Carpool Gaming on Patreon at patreon.com slash Carpool Gaming on podcast services around the globe. So for Garrett Bland, I'm Ryan Turford. This has been the 46th level of the RPG Cave. And we're out. Bye-bye. The RPG case mana is powered by patrons over at patreon.com slash carpool gaming. And we want to say thank you to all of our patrons, starting with our ultimate producers, Tony Baker from the Quest for Pixels podcast. You can check them out over at youtube.com slash quest for pixels today. That's the number four, not four spelled out. We got Jonathan Brown, the man behind the music over on the Xbox drive. You can check out all of his music on the link tree in the podcast description of this podcast. Lee Navarro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team. You can check them out over at phoenixoverdrive.com as we prepare for Extra Life 2024. Trucker Sloth and Quagmire, who humbly reminds you that the best babes are in fact Xeno babes. Our platinum producers, Jonas Young, and our gold members, Adam K, Anna, Bowza, Brian Eck, Brian Reese, Cecily Carosa, Dan and Luma, Dano, Drellish, Emily O'Kelly, Hopple, Yon32, Marcus O'Neill, Mo Spankins, Pedge EP, Marabrood, thank you, Shy Guy, and Tim Alf. Thank you all for all of your support, and if you want to hop in the car with us, head on over to patreon.com slash carpoolgaming and choose the tier that's right for you. We got all kinds of great exclusive content on there, including the Pants Patreon Podcast for Patrons Podcast, Carpool Gaming DTS, and a whole lot more.